Welcome to the Get Your Own Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of the Get Your Own Podcast. I'm your host, Rocco DeVito Jr. from Burner and Productions. And today I'm sitting with Ricky Restiano from Ricky Restiano Photography. Rick, thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure. Thanks for including me. Yeah, yeah. So like we've known each other for quite some time. Many yeah, do you years. know how long? No, I have no clue. Maybe seven years? I think it's longer than that, but maybe. Yeah, could be, <laughs> it could be seven years, possibly longer. But I've known you this amount of time, and I've never known your origin story for how you became Ricky Restiano Photography. So do you want to share that with everybody today? I mean, that's a long story, but, but we, we can start at, I guess, how I got into the field. Does that work? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah. So you have to EQ that, that crack in my voice too, by the way. I'm 45 years old and my <laughs> voice just cracked. I don't know what that was about. I'm going to leave it up to nerves. But um, So I was 13 years old and my father was a wedding photographer, Richard Restiano Sr. No kidding. Yes, sir. And he was um, one of the best in his field at, at, at the time. I think it was the 80s and 90s. And um, I guess he needed an assistant. I don't even know why I started going, but I was th- I was 13 years old and I wanted to ride my bike and play with my friends. But instead I was <laughs> holding this flash on a stick with a battery connected to my belt <laughs> at 13. No yeah, way. dude. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And he paid me. I mean, I definitely got paid. My dad definitely paid me, which I make sure that I do with my daughter who's 14 and, and wants to be a photographer. So when she comes, I pay her. So he paid me and, and that's where I learned... Um, that, you know, your time is valuable, <laughs> even though you're 13 and you want to go ride your bike. But so I would go to these weddings and I would see my dad take these really awesome pictures. But I never got to see them because I was 13 and I was still in school. So he would put these pictures up and we would go to these like competitions up in, you know, upstate New York. And I would see these pictures that I helped him take and he would be winning. My dad won blue ribbons all the, all the time always. So I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's so good. Like I have to, I have to learn how to do this. Right. So now fast forward, I'm 18. He gives me a camera. I'm in, you know, end of, end of my high school career. And the school asks me to take pictures. So I start taking pictures and the person who's doing the yearbooks like these pictures are so good. And I'm like, okay, all right, I guess I'm good at this. 19 years old. My mother had a bar mitzvah. I think she was like the photographer's ill you have to shoot this and i'm like what i'm not i can't she's i'll give you 300 dollars. and i was like got it <laughs> i'm on it <laughs> your first paid gig like, first paying job my Whoa. mother gives me 300 dollars, and i'm like wait i could do something that i'm good at people tell me i'm good at it and i can get paid let's do it wow yep. so then um i went from the assistant to the photographer um I still went to college. I thought that, that I, I mean, I thought I was supposed to do that. Everybody thinks you're supposed to go to college. Everybody. I thought I was supposed to go to college. Yeah. So I went to SUNY Westchester. Um, I really took that seriously. And I graduated from Westchester and um, decided that I didn't want to pursue college anymore. I wanted to become a photographer. So um, money got better. Obviously, Obviously. (laughs) didn't have to do it for three hundred bucks, but um, yeah. So 
the the long story short, I know it's too late for that because <laughs> I, nah. I went back to 13. But <laughs> long story short, um, I assisted my dad, who was an incredible wedding photographer, and I um, I learned the trade and I pushed and pushed and pushed until I was really good at it. What was your first picture like? Like terrible. <laughs> That's just terrible. gonna ask. Like I, that, so, worst photo I ever took. It's not really the worst photo I ever took. It's the funniest photo I've ever took because I had to go to photography school. So my father taught me like all of the business part of it, like schmoozing with the clients, not really calling it schmoozing, whatever, being, you know, comforting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being comforting to the client because most of these people have never had their photo taken in this intensity ever for 12 hours in one day. So he taught me that part of the business, but the the technical side, I had to go take a class, right? I had to right. learn what an F-stop was. I had to learn what the shutter speed was. And I, I had to learn it to the point where it was, I was flawless and I didn't make mistakes. Cause don't forget, we're talking about, you know, like the nineties, like late nineties, there's no digital cameras, everything was film. So if you screwed up a photo that you took with film, two weeks later, you get this picture back and you're like, oh my God, that's completely overexposed. I missed the kiss, yeah. right? So I had to learn the technical side to the point where there, where it was flawless. I was flawless and I never made a mistake. And I knew when I, when, when I heard the flash go off, I, I could tell that, the, that, that we, were, we were getting the image that I was looking to get two weeks later. I did not get that stuff like instantly. Like, yeah. There was no instant gratification. Couldn't chimp it. No, there's no chimping. <laughs> chimping, if you don't know what that is, is like a monkey looking at the back of the camera after you snap a picture. Like you look like every a, you look ridiculous every time. Like quit, cut it out. Like yeah, you don't yeah, need to yeah. do that every time. Like if you've taken a picture once in your life, you know that you're you're going to get it at least a little close. So have you ever been in a situation when you first started that the pictures didn't come out oh, good? Oh, definitely. So, Dude, I left dark slides in. Like I, I would say like a million times over, like I had like a mantra that I would go through in my head. Like, okay. Um, make sure you have extra rolls of film because my dad only gave me 15 rolls of film. You're only I was only supposed to shoot 15 rolls of 220. That was it because otherwise the, the, we're not making any money. Yeah. So I would have extra rolls of film that I would stash like in case I like, was like, all right, I got to like, I'm going like, to overdo this. I got to overdo this and wouldn't tell anybody. So I would put like, there was like dark slides. So you had all these different backs and you would have, make sure. So I would tell myself in the back of my head, like, okay, load the film, put the back on the camera take the dark slide out because you can leave the dark slide in and now this thing is blocking the film from getting exposed properly like there's so many things that went into shooting with film that nobody even understands because everybody has a damn camera on their phone now yeah so there was a lot going into it so i would i definitely have messed up once yes. or twice never the kiss never anything important i remember one specific moment where i was at a bride's house and my assistant was new and his name is Danny, and he knows who he is because he's worked with everybody before. <laughs> his name was Danny, and I was showing, I was kind of showing off, like showing Danny, like, this is what you do, you know, this is yeah. how you do, I'm real cool, right? And um, I didn't take the dark slide out. So <laughs> I shot the entire bride's house. Yep. Wow. I shot the entire bride's house with the dark slide in the camera. Um, and I realized it about eight minutes before we were supposed to leave. What'd you do? I reshot everything. No. Yep. I said to the bride, because you could, you could play this game where you could say like, oh, the, the pictures didn't come out from your house. I'm really sorry. Let's get you dressed again. Nope. I wasn't yeah. playing that game. I was nah. going right for it. Let's do it. Let's do this over. I explained to her, hey, I screwed up. 
can we take over some of the pictures that I took already today? And I knew which ones were on that magazine because I had a black and white magazine, then I had a color magazine, and I had a fast film magazine and all these different types of things because you couldn't just change the ISO in the camera. You had to put a different film in. So um, I knew what I had taken, and I just boom, 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 boom. We'd already done it. We already did the poses. We already got the light. Let's do it. Danny hold his reflector, and we were good. And, And you made it to church on time. Made it to church on time. Wow. Dude, I was not about to be that guy that was like, oh, the film got lost. Like, that, that is, if, if something were mechanically were to go wrong, I get it. That wasn't my fault. But I know that I made a mistake. I was going to fix it. That's great. You yeah. know, 1998, I, I think that was. <laughs> Dude, how old are you? There's yeah. no way you were doing anything in 98. No, I wasn't doing shit in 98. What was I watching? X Men. I was, I was chilling, eating Cheerios. Who knows? You suck. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely still in high school yeah. and uh actually i was picking up cameras at that point but same thing i didn't you know i probably made thousands of errors there yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh worst and picture all. i ever took yeah yeah i was in school they gave us assignments and my one of the assignments was i some portrait so i had this idea to dress up my little brother randy like as if he was like a native american and like I get, and like i put all this like war paint on him and then i like took this picture of this poor kid and i still have it it's still i still have an eight by ten of it i i photographed it developed the film and printed it all myself hysterical and and i look back at it and i'm like ah oh, picture's terrible i can't believe yeah, he's yeah. holding a plastic knife i was like why is he holding a knife i don't even know what's going on. is it your first pose <laughs> it was my first pose i should bring it back i'm gonna shoot it this saturday that's good yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah now and then picture. bring a plastic knife <clears throat> dude that was awesome you killed like eight birds eight questions no. in that one yeah yeah you really did because you gave me your first client experience you gave me oh yeah you know when did you decide that you were going to now, like you went from your dad was giving you jobs, your mom gave you your first job. My mom ran the studio. So my parents got divorced. My mom kept, kept the studio going for me. Um, my dad moved to, ten, to Tennessee and would fly back on the weekends to shoot events that his name was still on because m- my studio has always been that way. Like we don't play this game where you get, um, you book Ricky Rossiano photography and all of a sudden, you know, Joe Schmo shows up. No, you book Ricky, you get Ricky. You book Anthony, you get Anthony. You book Chris, you get Chris. That's the way we do it. That's it. So um, my dad would have to fly back and forth. Um, and she kept the studio going for me, which was really incredible because she was not a photographer. And she um, was the was an elected official in the city of Yonkers for 14 years. So she really didn't have time to keep the studio going, but she did it for me. So Yeah, and you took it over and like just started going from there? or um, Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she, she eventually bowed out. And said, all right, you got this. It's yours. Do your thing. So when did you make that decision? Like, you know, because I, I assume that in the beginning you were shooting all by yourself. And you were like, okay, I'm going to shoot this by myself, shoot this. But now. Yeah. Always when, had an assistant, though. So like, you always yeah, yeah, figured yeah. you knew. Always well, you grew up in the business. You were right. the assistant. I was the assistant holding that stupid light, you know, with the battery on my belt, which I didn't understand. And wearing a jacket <laughs> that was too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> was it the starter pullovers? Because oh, everybody. Uh, I've just seen them on Facebook. Everybody's been posting that starter pullover. Now. Oh, no. It was definitely a blue blazer that was my dad. We I grew up in Bronxville or fake Bronxville was Yonkers, but Bronxville PO. And we bl- wore blue blazers. I don't know. <laughs> with like crests. I have no idea. I was like, I saw, I was such a nerd. So you, when did you decide that? <clears throat> Cause you're what? Probably right out of college, like maybe 20. Yeah, wh- well, it started in high school that, that bar mitzvah I shot. It was in high school. So, but that wasn't like you, you hadn't officially taken over Ricky Restiano. No, it, there point. was, there was a couple of different variations of my parents' studios. So it went from Park Place Studio to, I think, Park Place Studio 2. Then it went to Park Place Photographers. That was me. 
and then um, I I deviate it as Ricky Rustiano photography, um, mm. just because I I felt like um, with with the name Park Place there was no connection to me. Right. So I would go to an event and people would be like, "Hey, Ricky, how you doing?" And I'll be like, "Hey, how's it going? And what studio are you with?" Oh, I'm with Park Place. And they're like, "What? Where's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, Bronxville. You know, my family business, whatever." Nobody ever knew it, but they knew Ricky. So right. I, I put it in my head like, "Wait, they're they're connecting to me." They're, 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 they're saying my name, but they don't know who the heck I'm shooting for. That didn't make any sense to me. So against advice from my father, I, I deviated as Ricky Rossiano photography, which I think was one of the, the smartest things I've ever done because that, that created this like following. Yeah. And then I took that, um, to get to the next level, I took that following of people knowing me and recognizing this bald head and understanding that it was me taking these pictures not a studio that didn't re- you couldn't really identify with so I, I i named it ricky rossiano photography and that's when it literally took off for me and um which I, was a smart idea because i was just the last podcast that we did um it was with a central park wedding and i said what made you choose that and she goes it was something like you know, instead of coming up with some kind of name or something that's yeah. irrelevant, make it what it is. Yeah, and that's exactly what, what you did. Yeah. Make it exactly what yeah. it is. Here I am. I'm Ricky. Uh, and I'm going to take some want, crazy want, badass pictures for you guys. I want to redo Burner in Productions. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco DeVito. That's it. Video. That's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Rocco DeVito Jr. Yep. Video. Oh, you're a junior too. Yeah, I'm a junior too. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so when did you, again, like... So now you've been doing it for a few years. When did you decide, like, I want to get a second photographer? I want a second assistant. I want... Awesome. Yeah, that's easy. So easy. Um, so when I started to call myself by my name, like Ricky Rossano Photography, um, there was, that was like, the, there, was a t- there was a ton of people doing, like, blogs. And I would follow other photographers' blogs. And it was always their names, right? So it would be, you know, so-and-so. And um, one guy specifically was out in California. He, he went by The Becker, right? Mm-hmm. So he was awesome to follow. So interesting. And he would just talk about his daily life and put pictures up from his weddings. And it, it was just really interesting. And I was like, this is so intriguing. I want to know more about this guy. And First of all, he calls himself the Becker. And second of all, I want to know more about him. So I continued to follow his blog and I'm like, I should do a blog. And I'm like, what? But I don't know what the hell I'm going to put on this dumb thing. So I, so I, I, I started out just by like putting wedding pictures and I got some people interested and people would follow it and people would, you know, comment and, oh, your pictures are really cool. And I'm like, awesome. And then I would post a picture of Gretchen, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and it would be like a million people were commenting and like, and then I would see people and like, Oh my God, your daughter, she's so cute the way she dances. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I just posted a sick wedding picture <laughs> and you want to talk about Gretchen. And I was like, this is not the Gretchen Restiano blog, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like I realized that they were interested in my personal life more than the fact that I took cool wedding pictures. So I started to like in- slowly introduce. Where was your first blog? by the way where was it like what what platform it was all, always wordpress it was always wordpress always wordpress ah, yeah yeah um it still exists you can still see it it's on the wordpress site like if you google ricky Rossiano blog i'm sure you'll find the old old one and then there's a new one that i wrote for three years after that original one that i hosted on my own site which i'm in the process of getting back on because i mean it's such a big part of my life and it was basically responsible for my success yeah. so this blog um no, 
and I, I have to point out that in this industry, in this area, specifically Westchester, there was not many people shooting digitally. So I fortunately had a, got a job at the Yonkers Public Schools and they found out I was a photographer. I feel like I'm jumping around, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. So I got a job at the at the Yonkers Public Schools right after I got married, and I felt like I needed uh, stability. Even though I was doing really well in my photography career, I needed this stability of health insurance and benefits yeah. and all that stuff. So I took this job as a graphic designer, which um, I really enjoyed, but I hated being attached to a desk. I'm like a bird, and I needed to yeah, fly. Yeah. So I did that job for three years, but that job got me. They found that I was a photographer. They bought me a digital camera. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Keep in mind, I'm still shooting film. I could chimp real yeah, fast. Yeah, oh my God. Like, what? This picture, just, look at this picture. Yeah. And I'm like showing everyone, I'm like, look at this picture I just took. Slowly, quickly, um, they, people started reacting to the digital image because they got to see it right away. Right. Putting that image on a blog even faster. Now I'm not scanning, you know, yeah. film or whatever. So, I was, I'm writing the blog, I'm putting the pictures up, I'm including my kids, and it's, and it's really quickly becoming a thing where I have a following. And I, that following, I, I turned into more and more and more weddings and more weddings to the point where I couldn't, um, to answer your question from like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> um, I couldn't do them all. And how many weddings, like before you At even At this point, me? I'm shooting 40. In a season. In a season. That's it. Wow. That's a lot. In, in well, I mean for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so me. I was doing forty just just on name recognition, just Park Place photographers and Ricky Restiano. So I'm doing forty. But I'm turning away eighty. Yeah. Because we're keep in mind we're only shooting um from And it's still you know, just you at this point. Just me. Yeah. Right? Spring to fall. I got Ronnie Scavetta, the the greatest assistant second shooter that um that I could have ever, you know, fell in my lap, you know, I, and I was blessed to, to have him and he's still with me to this day. But um, it was him and I doing everything. I was doing the, I was answering the telephones. I was making the albums. Ronnie was color correcting the the files, organizing negatives, ordering albums, like just, just Ronnie and I for, for years. It was that way. Then I brought in like, like an intern and now I'm turning away more than I'm shooting. And I'm like, Ronnie, you want to be a photographer? He's like, no, um, I just like, being second i don't you know i don't want the responsibility so i was like all right i completely understand that so i spoke with somebody who spoke who spoke with somebody who knew somebody that worked at j crew and they introduced me to this kid jason dernan and jason who was so interested in photography just loved it and wanted to do it so hey let me see if i can throw you some jobs got jason 10 jobs Jason did the 10 jobs, got Jason 20 jobs, Jason did the 20 jobs, whatever. It got to the point where Jason was um, was was going to go out on his own. Awesome. Jason started his own business. Um, and then I met Anthony. And it just, it got to the point where as a smart, smart business person, I'm like, well, you, you can't, as much as your ego wants you to do them all, right. like I want everybody to know that Ricky is the greatest and, and Ricky, 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 Ricky. It doesn't work like that. Nah. Like you, you'll never get to the next level of business if you think that you are the business. You're not. Yeah. So when Jason left me, I, I was kind of left with a little bit of a hole. Ronnie stepped up, filled, filled those jobs for me. Ronnie, next came Anthony, then came Chris, then came a staff of 10 people. Like oh, basically overnight, and I, and I'm like, where the where did this all come from? Like I don't I still don't even understand. And it and 
and sl- and slowly I'm realizing that it was number one the badass pictures that we take. We yeah. take different photos, completely different than what your typical wedding photographer is going to take. Um, and the other part was that I had this like story going on in the background, and people were interested. They were intrigued. And with the mo- blog, with the blog, yeah. and Monday morning, I was. I would get up and I would go look at the statistics from who's looking at this blog. And there was like a thousand people clicked clicked through this thing. And I'm like, who, who are these people? And I, I, I had no explanation for it. And I just continued to do it. And more Gretchen, here comes Stella. Now we're, now we're introducing (laughs) Stella to the mix. And, and it still stays true to today, 2019 I have a personal Instagram and I have a photog- a studio Instagram. The personal Instagram has like, I don't know, a few thousand followers, but that's just pictures of Gretchen and Stella. And anytime I post a picture of Gretchen and Stella, I get people commenting and people liking it. Anytime I post a wedding picture on Ricky Rossano Photography, it's like, cool shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So it's true. Like, you know what's amazing too about that is like this is back in the day where like you had no hashtags, mm-mm. you had no nothing. So like, I don't even know how people found you, dude. You know, like I, they must have been looking. They must have been looking. I don't know where in the world the thousand unique clicks came from every Monday morning, but they were there, and it was just it blew my mind. And um, I owe it all to you know that Becker guy. But <laughs> <He doesn't laughs> now was it because you saw him doing his life on there, and I you wanted it. to know more? I was about so him. intrigued. Yeah. I wanted to know more about this guy. Yeah, and he had such a great personality. I mean, he took it to the next level. Like he would like videotape himself. Like he would like talk on camera. Like I was like, no, I'm too shy for that. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, too me hard. Too. I never yeah. post myself. I never put no, myself no. out there. Yeah, once in a while, you'll see on my on my personal Instagram, I'll post a picture of me and the girls or whatever. But other than that, I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of shy like that. I don't really. I don't know. I don't think that people want to look at my face. <laughs> uh, so what's your, what's your role now versus then? Like every, everybody that comes on, same thing for me. Like when I first started, I, I was, I thought I was going to make movies. I, I'm not making movies. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, well, you know, I'm organized. Still young. Yeah. 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 <laughs> still, I'm getting closer one day. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I have that goal and I'd never. Yeah. Well, don't ever get rid of that goal. Yeah, obviously. Like, like, I, but as soon I as found you sit myself, back. I found myself the business takes you away from that goal that you ultimately started. That I mean, you obviously you gotta, you know, you gotta provide for a family or whatever, and you know. But what's your role now versus then? You're not really shooting. No. You're not shooting as much now, or no? Now- I still shoot as much. You still shoot as much. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the other problem. So the the the, the double edged sword of naming it Ricky Rossiano Photography was number one they related to me right, but number two now they want me there. Like the other end of the sword is wait, where's Ricky? Yeah. So you know, thank God I have. Anthony and Chris, who both have outgoing personalities and they're very, you know, talented and have their own edge that attracts business to them as well, that they don't need me anymore. But still, at the end of the day, people are like, oh, uh, ask Chris Perino. He'll tell you a million times. They ask him all the time. Are you Ricky? Because we kind of look alike. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm Chris. But um, Chris used to have hair when I first that's met him. That's true. Too. So did Ricky. Not when you met me, though. <laughs> now, I've never known the hair, Ricky. I've never known the hair, Ricky. Uh, I had it. It was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I think in high school I had hair, and then afterwards, you know, once you had to pay your own bills, I lost. No, it. that was it. So with my role today, I'm still shooting a lot. 
I have taken a backseat to the management part of the business. Uh-huh. I leave that to my staff. I have Dana, um, who is my my office manager, and Nicole is my full time graphic designer slash baby mama. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're they're handling the day to day. Yeah, yeah. Where um, where I'm shooting engagement sessions during the week, and I'm also shooting Friday and Saturday. Now, was that hard for you to say, like, I got to, like, how did you come to that decision that you were like, something has to move. I got to, something has to change. Yeah. yeah. The same. So do anything for, I did the math on this too. I I tell everybody, this is my 28th year photographing weddings. But if you actually back out from the, from the day that I went to my first wedding at 13 years old with my dad, that's 32 years. So do anything for 32 years and see if you want to do every single thing that you did before. So my 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 thing was let me get a staff um that i trust dana is incredible i leave everything up to her she takes care of the day-to-day and nicole jumped in as the graphic designer so she's making sure all of the image files are you know backed up in triplicate and she's doing all the album layout and she's doing all of the thank you card layout dana jumps in when when nicole gets too busy but um i had to i had to take a little bit of a of a step backwards just because like uh it gets to be a lot to do it all. And I also ended the blog, which I talk about starting again because yeah. it was four years of writing this thing and, um, and, it, and, and posting, there was no Facebook back then. So, so there was no way to share these images unless you shared them on the blog. I think that's where the following came from, by the way, because, uh, okay. um, we, I would, I would email the, 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 the link to the specific weddings post and then they would share it. And they would share it with their people, mm. and then and so it was like um, before Facebook kind of social network. So like the client was like, "Oh my god, look at these pictures my photographer took!" Boom, sends an email to all of their friends, then sends an email to all of their friends. So that's kind of I think where it came from. And then now you throw into the mix that I'm, you know, talking about, you know, the birth of my second child. Like that was a home birth, and I put pictures up. It's intriguing. People are interested. Yeah, and they you feel know. like they know you. Like, yeah, and they feel like they know me. That's what I, you know, I, I I talk about it all the time, but what I love about social media, like you just said, you know, you're kind of like, now you're getting in on people yeah. and you get to see their life. And I'm I, I'm just totally digging that I can invest in a person. Like, yeah. I feel like I know what they're about and what they're doing. And I completely agree. And and you'll, you'll see, like, I, there's, there's people that I follow that I specifically, if they don't come up on my feed, I'm going to go find them because I'm interested. I want to see what they're about. Yeah. What, uh... What do you do for your marketing and sales? It's all social media. That's it, right? Like you don't even No, yeah. So I, I I've done things where local magazines have asked me to to like barter. So Westchester magazine is a pretty big publication just right here in our area. And they they asked me to barter some some photography services for some ad space. I thought that was a great opportunity. So I did it. Um I like to think that the photos that I took were similar to my style. And I thought that they would make their publication better. I only did it for a couple of months, which ended up as a barter for some ad space. I ran this ad and it did nothing. Mm. Nothing. I got nothing. So I'm like, this print, this print ad is, and and I hate to say that because I don't, I don't mean to like downplay what, you know, advertising does print advertising, but for me it did not work. So I feel like, the still the best way and always has been the best way is word of mouth. 
you do a great job. You entertain these people at a wedding. You give them something, you know, incredible to, to look back at for the rest of their lives, different and unique. That isn't the same as everybody else is putting out because if you just go through, you know, wedding photography, it's all pretty generic still. Like, believe it or not, there's only, you know, a handful of people that are doing something out of the ordinary. And um, so if you continue to give them something out of the ordinary and they share it on their social network, that picture comes up in a feed and people stop. Think about the last time you scrolled through yeah. Instagram. You're scrolling so fast, and what you saw something that caught your eye, boom, you bring it back, right? Yeah. So my theory is put something out there that's going to stop, bring it back. I like that. Yep. And there, and and that's what we that's what we try to do over and over and over again. I really like that. Actually, yeah. that's a great. Uh, that's a great tip. Yeah, I mean, just look at you, next time you, you think about this now. Yeah, Tomorrow, oh yeah, yeah. Tonight, when you're I've going been to trying bed. to actually pull back away from Instagram because oh. I've been reading a lot of stuff that says like the longer time you spend on it, you're not being creative. That's you know? very true. Like you're yeah. just you're looking at what everybody else is doing, and you're like, yeah. oh, I could do something like that. You I could do something like that. that you you can. can, and like that's where like sometimes it's mindless. I'll pick it up and and yeah. I just start scrolling, and I'm Phone, like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like get off of I, it. I I I think it's pretty cool because I want to see what what else is out there. Mm -hmm. You know, not, not that I'm worried about competition, but I'd like to know what other people are doing, you know, just so I have an idea. And, um, I use it, I use it as a tool just to kind of get inspired to keep going in the direction that, you know, now, we, we're going. Since you brought up competition, how do you deal with competition? I don't, I've, I've always said this and I, you probably have heard me say this at weddings. Like there's enough work for everybody to go around. I know that this industry is saturated and it really is saturated at this point. The digital the digital world has, I mean, just even the iPhone camera has made it to the point where everybody thinks that they kind of can take a good picture. Right. And that, that, that gives people a platform to open a photography business, side business, whatever, whatever it is. But go, you can go to Costco and get, you know, a 24 megapixel camera for $350 and call yourself a photographer, you know? So the market is saturated. I still don't think that we have competition because of the style of image that we put out there. There is so much creativity behind what we're doing that here's the other thing. Yeah. I'm going to side note this. Let's side note. So I'll, as I'm scrolling through Instagram, I'm seeing other photographers in the area that I follow that are would, you know, potentially be my competition, kind of doing what we're doing. And that and that kind of makes me feel like I don't as long as I am watching these other photographers in the area do what I do, then I don't have competition. There is it's no true. competition. Because I'm still setting trends and I'm still, you know, we are still setting trends and we are still, you know, putting stuff out there that other people are like, oh my God. I got to take a picture like that and I'll see it. And I, dude, it got to the, it, it got to the point where i sometimes I would like screen capture it and dump it in a little folder on my phone and be like, wow, that's ridiculous. I literally took that picture a week ago and now here it is same location, same style, same pose, same everything. So as long as I'm still inspiring my competition, I don't have competition. Right. And, <laughs> and have you, well, that's a huge, that's an awesome take. Cause some people would really get upset about it. No, I don't know? give a shit. Yeah. I really don't. I honestly like copying is it, the best form of flattery. Right? It absolutely is. And I, 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 I say this and you've heard me say it before. Um, th I did not invent this. Like no. I did not. <laughs> All you I did was cameras. No, I, I, didn't know I did not. I, I did not invent that. photography. I did not invent the edgy style of photography. I did not. And nobody can ever claim that they did. 
everybody gets inspired from somebody else or from something else. Right. When I first started, my um, my inspiration was Anthropology Magazine. Do you know what Anthropology is? The I store mean, in the yeah. mall? Yeah. The hipster store in the mall? So I loved the photography in this catalog. Like, I loved it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got to take a picture like this. Like, look at this pose. Look at this girl. She doesn't give a shit. Look the way she's looking away. This is awesome. And uh, and that's where it came from. That's where the attitude and the drama in my images came from because these beautiful models were never smiling, never looking at the camera, barely looking at the camera, and always in some sort of weird kind of awesome pose in a crazy awesome background. Right. Most of the time it was rustic. Yeah. So I said, I can do this. There's rustic backgrounds everywhere. I can find I can find this you know brick wall with ivy growing on it. I could do that. So that's kind of where my inspiration came from. Anthropology magazine, like ridiculous, yeah. but that's true. That's where it came from. And some people looked at Vogue, and I know Anthony um, Anthony uh, like like to look at Vogue and get those really like high end like fashion shoots like as his inspiration and, and it works. You can see it in his pictures. Yeah, yeah. Like you could see the drama in his photos and it, and, it, and it definitely looks like something that you would see in a Vogue magazine. Anthony did my photos, but I don't look like I was in, <laughs> I was in one of those in Vogue. <laughs> yeah. You should have uh, had some champagne or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's not your fault. And it if looks like it could have been in the, in the magazine. It's, not, it's my fat body. Like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Me and Jen said we were going to go back and like redo our wedding photos. Oh Cause God. we lost like mad weight. You should. And, yeah, yeah. Let me do it. Yeah. I'll, right. I'll definitely. Or Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Or Anthony. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Now, I did not know where you where you got your inspiration from. Yeah. I was I was assuming your dad taught you when you said no, you started my dad was, with him. It was the nineties, eighties and nineties. So there was no um there was no edgy. Mm. Which he's actually said to me a couple times, like, your images are pretty cool, but um is there a market for it? Do people want this? And mm. I would say, Yeah, I think that there is a market for it. And I think people want this. And because um, he his photography was pretty traditional. You know, even Hearing your dad has this, all this experience, started the company, you oh, yeah. know, all that. Yeah. And like, you were like, no, I'm still going to do my thing. You know, I did. Like, I had to, I had to do it my way. Um, I actually contemplated stopping. Really? Because when I was shooting film, it was like kind of boring to me, like 15 rolls of film. And I had to like, everybody was always like, oh, there's a pretty gazebo over there. And I'm like, oh, that gazebo is really sweet. Like, let's go take pictures near it. Like, uh -uh. like I don't want to freaking do that. <laughs> so I would go and I would take pictures in front of gazebo and I'm like, all right, you know what? This isn't, I don't, I'm not, I liked this and I like photography and I liked people telling me that the images that I were making were really cool, but I didn't like doing it. So when digital, when Yonkers Public Schools bought the digital camera for the district and let me take it home with me on the weekends, it like, it inspired me. And then I said, what if I were to do like this? Or what if I were to do like this pose that I just saw in anthropology? Like, let me try that. And I would do it. And it like, it like woke me up. And what was it? Sorry, I just had this thought in my head right now. But what was it like the first time you tried to pull that on a wedding on a bride? Were I, you like I was, sh I was so shy about it, right? So I would be like, Oh, um, there's a really cool brick wall over there. Like, can can I just borrow you for two minutes? You you don't even have to use this image in your album. I would say uh, that was my standard line. You don't have to use this in your album. I just want to do it for myself. I'm inspired by it. Is that okay? And they were like, sure. You know, do whatever you want to do. So we would go to this brick wall, and and I would say, all right, don't look at me. Like look away. And like the groom would like have his hands in his pockets, and he would like 
kind of mean mug me and I, and and when i would get the picture back i would be like this is so cool i love this so much like this that and, and what then, was the reaction like the first do you remember the first time that the, you took I, that chance and the reaction i'm i'm sure they said no <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure that the person said no but um it, it eventually caught on and people were eventually and i was and it got to the point where i was the alternative guy so like if you want to you know um smell a rose you know silhouette smell a rose in front of a window you know there was a photography studio that did that if you wanted to stand in front of a graffiti wall and have it lit really awesome call ricky so that's 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 where that's where all that came from and you want to see it go to go to his blog that's awesome and and, yeah then there it is so yeah it did not it didn't it definitely did not just start overnight and um and i and i eventually had to just start to like say once again more mantras like you're really good at this like these people want you to take really interesting pictures don't go to that gazebo and like and then i i'm sure i was i would joke with you at at, at weddings when you did it that <laughs> I, I would stand in front of that gazebo can i stand on it yeah, can yeah. we stand on it can we be on it can i light it on fire <laughs> <laughs> if any of that was an option gazebo it is yeah. <laughs> otherwise can we go over to that graffiti over there because that's going to be a way better picture yeah yeah which and now are like sought after pictures now sought for after. you that's yeah. what people and want people, to see and but don't get me wrong i'm still going to take a picture with your mom and you and your mom and you and your dad and grandma is grandma there get grandma up here let's take a picture with her but those pictures you know everybody anybody can do that but you know if i walk by a a a a metal roll up garage door and there's graffiti all over it and I light it and I make it look like high fashion, then aren't you going to want that picture? You're going to mm -hmm. want that picture. You, you could care less about the gazebo at that point. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of like where, where I've gotten to. And, 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 and then it was just like second nature. I was just like, Oh, let's go stand by that gate. Don't wow. worry. Don't worry. I'm going to take a picture in front of those pretty flowers. Don't worry. <laughs> Let's go do that gate first. Yep. Yeah. That's chain awesome. link fence. Is that chain link? Oh my God. That's going to be sick. Wait till you see what I do with this. And like a, a shallow depth of field from an angle and the chain link literally dissolves into nothing. And the people are kissing in the background. That's intriguing. People are like, oh my God, yeah. that picture's dope. I need to see. I need to see more of that. Show me more of that. You know? So, and, and we still do it to this day. So when, in building this, right? When did you, um, because a lot of businesses struggle with this when they first start, right? So, like, you've been, I mean, you're 28 years in business now. Yeah. 28 years. How long did it take you to find that right price point for you? It's to, tough. It fluctuates a lot. It's we, still to this day? Yeah. I, I'd like to go on record and say that we do not cost $10,000. <laughs> there is no $10,000 Ricky Rossiano package, by the way, if anybody's wondering. So, it's I struggled daily. So, back in 2008, 9, and 10, which was what I call the rise, like for us, like our, 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 which is crazy because the market crashed at that time. Yeah. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> Eight, nine, 10, we were like literally on fire. So, um, I think that I might've, I, I, I definitely had an ego. I mean, I came from no, I mean, basically just a associate's degree and not really getting, you know, I, I was doing a, a very, you know, simple job for the Yonkers public schools. And, and I was, you know, making 40 grand. Mm -hmm. And that, now all of a sudden, like my studio is like really taking off. So I had an ego yeah. and I definitely raised my price to like accommodate 
not my ego to accommodate the success. Right. And that and that that's probably where the stigma of us being ten thousand dollars came from because I think that at one point it was like eighty five hundred bucks. And then if you added like some stuff it, it would get above eight thousand dollars. But the the that's that's a struggle for us because we don't we don't get to see a lot of other clients. Like if you look at our website, are you there's pricing starting at like um I think fifty five hundred bucks. So if it we have a package that suits everybody and we can accommodate everybody, but this weird Ricky Rossano cost $10,000, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it kind of like, it, it kind of, ha- it, it hurts but us at the same time. It, and that's what I was going to say, because I, first of all, I mean, I think I, I recommended my brother to you uh, for his wedding coming up, but I recommend, I, you're the only photographer I that I really that. recommend for, you know, like yeah. you're the best in weddings. You that's know? awesome. Thank you. The reaction when people see it, yeah. when I send them to your site, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I can't afford it. I don't. That is the <laughs> next thing that they say. Yeah, but you can. I can't. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, you know, call them. Think I don't about know what the waste of money that you're going to, that you're going to throw away at this wedding. And then think about what, what I'm giving you. I'm giving you artwork that you're going to get to appreciate for the rest of your life and your kids' lives and their kids' lives. Like this is stuff that's going to just live on. Now think about the other the other things that you dump money on like a silly watch that you want to you know oh oh my girl got me a rolex that's four thousand dollars five thousand dollars you just blew your photography budget on a rolex for what for nothing you have a watch now so like the 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 one thing that photographers have always tried to get across to their client especially in selling is um you know this is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever right like this is literally think about your grandparents your great-grandparents the photos of them at their wedding those still exist yeah now think about having a really badass version of that (laughs) (laughs) instead of the gray background yeah yeah but or grandma looking like she's so you can afford it we don't cost ten thousand (laughs) dollars you can spend eight yeah but you can also spend 32. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, like you said, you, you found, but how did, how long did it take you to find that price point? Cause right. Like most people would be like, great. Uh, I'm yeah, in yeah. demand. I, I lost track. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, at yeah. 8,500. Great. I'm in demand. Yeah. Like, oh my God. But now like, now you're like, oh great. You know, like, cause most people would say, I want you to look at my work and I want you to, uh, you know, yeah. I want you to uh, affiliate me with high price. That's right. great. But you didn't now. No, you're I, struggling against that for some yeah, reason. Yeah. It's it. So it, my theory is that people, and and they say it all the time, like, oh, um, I'll, I'll I'll go to a wedding and I'll be photographing a wedding and somebody will say, oh, are you Ricky? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? It's nice to meet you, whatever. And they would say, I wanted you for my wedding, but I couldn't afford you. And I'm like, what? So how did it turn out for you? And like, all oh, my pictures sucked. And I'm like, I okay, you can afford me. How much do I cost? They immediately, $10,000. And I'm like, but it's not. It's never been $10,000. <laughs> I had one client, maybe, that cost $10,000. And to be completely honest with you, Rocco, I don't want to shoot weddings for people that are going to spend $15,000. Those people are not in touch. I want to shoot weddings for people that can afford $3,500. Like I want to do those weddings because those people will appreciate what I'm doing way more. They're going to love it. They're going to have a good time. And they don't think that they're, you know, oh, my wedding costs 150,000, you know, whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to work for those people. I don't. Yeah. I Some of the work. best jobs that I've ever worked were the $2,000 jobs. Yeah, like, dude, of course. They, they've, and they're the ones that call you crying hysterical. Pictures are incredible. They're, thank you yeah. so much. Oh my God, this was incredible. I, I, I can't even thank you enough. Thank you for doing it, you know, whatever. The, the $15,000, you know, clients, those are, 
Just and like, the, and you like your, your your recurrent business was word of mouth, right? They got sisters, they got cousins, they got aunts, they got that's it. You know, like for you when once like and they'll say, Hey, he wasn't ten thousand dollars, you know, yeah, but why for thirty two hundred. Yeah. You know Dude, shoot and deliver thirty two hundred dollars. I think that that's really fair. That's a good that the photographer that's doing the job that day gets a nice pay for the day. It is a it is a twelve to fourteen hour day. And the and the client's gonna get incredible memories. Mm-hmm incredible see when you talk about price point too what people don't really understand is that you know it, hey look if that guy was going to come for fifteen hundred dollars yeah. what kind of workers are you getting no. for fifteen hundred dollars no, to not. do that yeah, right like not. they yeah. don't I give pay, a shit yeah. no you have to pay your you have to if it's not going to be me there personally anthony or chris they have to get paid well right and, and like uh, chris, otherwise chris and anthony who i know very well will say you know hey can we light that gazebo on fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> they the get thing it. is that yeah you know like hey yeah. can we light that gazebo on fire <laughs> sure we'll stand near there you know because again what i you know what i think that you know and knowing and working with you for many years that you guys really care about your clients you know like you really want them to have the best day that they possibly every single day i get up to go shoot a wedding i look at the day i look at the sky and i'm like okay great i know what to do i have to give these people something incredible because their expectations are there they want something incredible they hired me because they know i'm going to deliver even though they got a shit day so i will and it's and mark my words the day i get up where i dread going to a wedding give it up give it up yep give it up anthony and chris it's all yours i don't want to be at these events anymore and i'm and i'm cranky about it but i'm not 32 years later not cranky about it love it wow yeah and that that love and that kind of you know desire is still in me after 32 years i i know that this is what i'm supposed to be doing that's you know what else too is like uh you know i know Chris and and Ronnie, you know, knowing the stories of them, that they were assistants coming in. Oh yeah, everybody starts as an assistant. That's what I mean. Like, so there's like what I love, you know, especially is that you give them room to grow. Oh yeah. There's not like, hey man, you're gonna come in, be an assistant, and your cat stay here. Yeah. You stay beneath me because I am Ricky. So stupid. No way. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. But it's like it gives them something because. Like you said, you know, your buddy that you first had went and started his own business, you know, which is great. You could go do that. Uh, you know, but what I think that the three, you know, you guys, what you've built and what you're building yeah. is so much more, so much bigger than if everybody went off on their own, they'd be, you know, yeah. struggling, you know, I mean, it's, hard. I liked, I like to have them. I like to have them a, a part of my team because I'll look at a picture Anthony took. Like I told him the other day, like he sent me a picture, like after a wedding Anthony, or during a wedding, Anthony will send me a picture. Like, Oh my God, look at this. And like you could t- like, we're little kids. Like we like, we're like, Oh my God, that's so sick. Like, how'd you do that? You know, it's like, so he took a picture, uh, Marina Del Rey two, two weekends ago. And, um, it was a test shot. It wasn't even the picture. It was a test shot. He sent it to me and I'm like, dude, that picture needs to be like out there. You need to enter this into competitions. Like this is ridiculous. Really? And he was like, it was a test shot. And I'm like, I know it was a test shot. I don't know. I didn't know it was a test shot, but you're telling me it's a test shot. Still like incredible. And any, any time I'm not available and people are like, oh, but it's not going to be you. I'm like, dude, go look at their work. Go trust me. Go look at Anthony's yeah. work. Go look at Chris's work. It's not your ordinary stuff and i and they're under this umbrella and i love having them here and i will always pu- pump them up where where they need to be because i mean the business owner that thinks that they're in charge and they run the show is just a, a kind of a you know ignorant yeah. person it's strength in numbers yeah. i mean it really 100 and and again i couldn't like you do said, this without i couldn't do this without ronnie 
Yeah. Literally. Yep. I could not have done this without Ronnie. Who's been there for you, been right? There. Since yeah, the beginning. Yeah. Literally, he was 15 years old. I, are you allowed to work at 15? I mean, he was six. Working papers. <laughs> <laughs> Working papers. But, I'm yeah, sure he had like, Everybody had them. We did everything. And just literally, he'd show up and, and we would, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then we're going to run to New York City and do a photo shoot. And then we're going to come back and we're going to edit the images. So like, without these guys, I, I really don't have, I don't have anything. So you have like a whole st- bunch of staff now. You yeah. have... Uh, you know, editors, designer. graphic designers. Yep. Somebody catalogs my jobs for me, all that. And you have a space now. Oh, yeah. So you have a space and... Always, we've always had a pretty unique Right, space, space to shoot. So, yeah, oh, you mean shooting space. Well, like shooting space, I guess like, so really I'm looking for like, when did you... Because you didn't always have overhead, right? Like you didn't have tons of overhead in the beginning? No, when I first started the business, I was above like a Korean grocery store, which I still go into. They recognize me and I'm just like, thank you so much. Like, you know, for the time that, you know, I was here, it really helped me because it was like, what, 400 bucks? Wow. Like it was ridiculous. It was so cheap. Then from there, um, I went to, that was on the outskirts of um, Bronxville. And then from there, I went to the inside of Bronxville, Bronx, Bronxville proper. And that was also second floor, but I was above like um, a UPS store or something like that. And um, and that was, a, that was like a thousand bucks a month. And that's when I started to get overhead, but that's, that was the rise, right? So I needed a staff. I couldn't do this alone. I needed, you know, an office manager. I needed a graphic designer. I need, even though I did it all, I needed somebody to help me do it. I couldn't do it alone. And as I I could say this a thousand times, and I probably have said this a thousand times tonight, but the, 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 the guy who thinks that they are the business and they're the reason for the business is, is sadly mistaken. Yeah. Like you cannot do it all yourself. You really can't. You have to trust the people that you hire and you have to bring them in and just let them do their thing. Don't micromanage them. And you hired them. You like them. Go with it. Let them do their thing. If they, if they're not, if they're not doing the right thing for your clients, that's a different story. Have a conversation, but have you had a lot of, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's but cool. have you had like a lot of people that came in and out that didn't work out? And like, um, do you always? No, we, we, it's like a family. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't it, know. Like, cause I, I've, I've, you know, I've hired some people here and there and like, it didn't work out or yeah. whatever. And I, I'm not salty about it, but, um, not that I'm not salty, but like, I am scared like to reach out because you're like, all right, well, you know where I'm at. Like if I drop two grand on this guy to hopefully yeah. he does the job good, you know, if you're talking about like shooters or just in t- general, like making that, you know, like that yeah. initial, like, all right, I'm going to invest in this person. Okay. You know? So the, I, 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 when I brought in my office manager for the first time, like that, um, that was like a, that was like a. I've been doing this myself for five years now, but I'm going to bring somebody in to help me because I can't answer the telephones. I can't do the insurance paperwork. I can't do all the stuff that I need to do and also take really cool pictures. So I brought that person in and it worked out. It worked out for a few years. It really did. And then um, she had to leave and I think she had a baby or something. And then I brought in um, Christina Drake, who was like literally a godsend. This person ran my studio better than I was running my studio. She really did. Mm. And um and she and she was an asset. She left, broke my heart, and um <laughs> it did. And then I hired Nicole, which is pretty cool because Nicole is my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> now. Um and then Christina ended up coming back. So I was like, this is awesome. So now I've got an awesome graphic designer and I got Christina back. So to answer your question, they come 
if they work out, they stick around and right. they and they change your business and they make your business better. If they don't last more than a month or two, then it, there's no real loss there. Right. But like like an employee like a Christina, like that was somebody that like I really that I really needed and she she kind of came along and 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 structured the studio in a way that we were able to stay busy and maintain this client base that we have now. Yeah, cuz like I mean I mean I'm assuming too that you know you don't just take these pictures and you're like, oh, on the fly at a wedding, like, no, oh, this yeah. thing's amazing. I'm sure you practice. I'm sure, it, like, yeah, it's just yeah. as my myself. I have to make sure I put time into that to the employees. To well, no, to myself. Oh, to yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, you got employees because you couldn't do the phone calls. You couldn't no, do the insurance. I like, really not couldn't. learning to take the pictures and and up your business or up it a little right. bit more. You know, like yeah, you yeah. found that you, you had, had to, to go. in order to get to the next level. You need people to help you. Yeah. So yeah, and then and then the photographers, they 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 came in and they kind of like um, they if they worked out they worked out. I've had a lot of second shooters that didn't work out and they just kind of go out on their own. You know, these are all things that, you know, you're at a place where like hopefully I, I want to be one day. I want to have people. You know, yeah. at least actually I don't know. Like I'm at a point where I don't know if that's what I want. I thought that's what I wanted. Yeah. You know, but like sometimes I really... I, I think about like the other side of it, like going and work for somebody else where I just deliver an awesome wedding and then never think about it ever again. Like I go to work, I take some cool pictures and then I, you know, go about my life, not worrying about the day to day, the business end, you know, who, 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 who called in sick today and who can't come in tomorrow and who's going to, how am I going to staff a wedding weekend when I have five weddings? Like, how am I going to staff that? Like, I, I'm worried about that. Like grinding my teeth at night because I got to make sure that I have assistants lined up and you know, all that stuff. So Sometimes I like, wow, it might be really nice to work for somebody else. <laughs> what stops you from doing it? What stops you though? What stops me is that I have I have a client base and they and you know, they, they love what we do and they keep coming back for more. And so, you love it. I mean I it's it. gotta be. It's gotta be that you love yeah. it, right? Because otherwise mean, I, you... I, I would do it either way. So if it, yeah. Running the business is a challenge. It is not easy. And it is not, you know, the, the person that gets to go to work nine to five job and then doesn't take their job home with them. That's, that's a pretty relaxed person. If you ask me, like my job is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like I'm always thinking about this place. Always. Always. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the things that people don't understand is you think that, you know, they can come work for you, right? Second shooter, learn to yeah. take photos, learn off of you, but then they want to go start their own business. Well, guess what? You're not going to really just be shooting. You're yeah. going to be up at night You're, worrying about how to staff a wedding. You're going to yeah. be up at night worrying. You how. have a lot more responsibility than just showing up with your camera and taking cool pictures for Ricky. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's a and, lot more going on now. And uh, like, have you ever had somebody not show up? Like had to deal so, with something like that? Yeah. And you managed? I managed. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the main shooter is there, yeah, nothing can nothing can really go wrong. It's the main shooter that would be a real problem. If the guy whose name is on the contract doesn't show up, then you have a big problem. Because mm. I put a lot of trust in those guys. And um, in this situation, it it was recent, and um, it was somebody that I that I trusted a lot, and um, and and, and something tragic happened in his in his family. So mm. at that point, I'm like, no, you do go to your family. You do, you do what you have to do. I was already, once I got the call from him, I was already on the phone with, um, Nicole who has assisted me before and Cindy, who was my assistant, who is also a photographer with a photography degree. So I called Cindy. I said, Hey, uh, problem. 
uh, we're not getting help today. Second camera, I need you to, 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 to shoot. She's like, I don't have my gear. I said, I have more than enough gear. We're going to shoot my gear. And um, Nicole's on her way. She's going to be our assistant. Awesome. Okay, done. Roll in like nothing ever happened. Cindy is no longer an assistant. Cindy is now the camera person. And um, we, this wedding is one of my favorites. We murdered this job. Really? Yeah, yeah murdered. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And and Cindy Cindy is a is is a very unique person. Like she is, she's incredibly creative and 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 really a, a sweet person. She does not like to be put on the spot. <laughs> so so she was like, usually it takes me a couple of days to kind of build myself up for this, but we're good. Yeah, Let's she stepped it. up and you yep, showed up. Stepped and, up. And you know that's one of uh, my biggest things that I'm I'm really preaching to people is like just show up just get whether you have anxiety a lot of people have anxiety just show up like yep. it'll work itself out and it'll be better for you that you did it yeah you know because it started every single person that i've been able to talk about that showed up those days you showed up for your mom yeah. it slingshotted your career oh, yeah. it slingshots you the, and you're like wow this is what i'm doing now the person that's sitting on their hands saying oh i'm not i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it that person's going to be so, sitting on their hands in 20 years from now yeah they'll find yeah. a million reasons not to do it yeah and they won't. But that person that's like, yeah, fuck it. I got yeah. nothing to do. Let me come and do it. I'll do and, it. And yeah. all of a sudden, I guarantee yeah. you they have. Uh, the, the perfect example. Uh, I just photographed a wedding for a kid named Jason Walker. And at his wedding, he's like, yo, I want to help you. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I want to learn photography. I was like, okay. You live in Staten Island. He's like, don't care. Tell me where and when and I'll be there. I took my phone out. My calendar's on my phone. I said, October 12th. He was like, done. Put me in. I'll be coming home for my honeymoon that week. I'll, I'll be there. Showed up October 12th. We shot an awesome wedding. He was my assistant. Never assisted before, ever. Right. Picked it up like that. Immediately, we took crazy cool pictures. And he's texting me the next day, yo, let's do it. I'll get me on that schedule. I want to I work. I'm like, you live in Staten Island. He's like, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got passion, that's it. man. I know. We dude, all that's started. Where, that's where it is. You we know? all started with that passion. Get, and he has a great job. Like, And he's going to be a New York City police officer. So like, wow, dude, just like, no, I want to be a photographer. Let's go. So you talked about, you literally breathe this 24 seven, right? You, this there's is, no other way. You own your own business. That's it. Right. Self-employment. Yeah. That's yep. how it goes. That's it. How do you, but how do you deal with work-life balance? Because I know for me, I have a very big struggle with it and I'm getting better. How about you? I like, take it. Your wife is not. <laughs> in the video production world no 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 she's actually uh she's an account manager so or oh. she leads operations so when Stressful i'm like job too oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely and she works very hard um but you know like so for me when with freelance or when a job just pops up like that you can't like, just jump on it. it blows her mind because yeah. she's like wait a minute you don't have anybody scheduled you don't have nothing you yeah. know and i'm like gotta take it yeah. <laughs> you know it's sunday morning that call came in yeah it's it's a tough balance um for example, there's a, a shoot coming up where none of my guys could do it. Um, and it's a good opportunity to take pictures of some really cool people. So Dana was like, do you want to do it? I said, of course I'll do it. Absolutely. So just fill my schedule. And these are the days that I want to work. And these are the days that I don't want to work. So these are the days that I have my kids. So don't book me anything on these two days. Um, but everything else. Go so for you it. prioritize like family and, and stuff. Like you make yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. That I don't, really I no longer shoot weddings on Sundays. Um, those are my days with, with Gretchen and Stella. And um, I don't shoot on, I don't photograph or take studio appointments Monday or Tuesday because those are also days with Gretchen and Stella. Now, when did you decide you were like, you know, because 32 years you've been doing this, man. You know, you're like, I have to make sure 
that I'm putting this in my calendar and I'm stopping doing this? Was it like just a few years ago or? So you mean like when somebody says. Like when, yeah, when somebody says like, like you said, I'm no longer shooting when oh, weddings okay. on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, part of it was, um, unfortunately, I, I got a divorce. So most divorced families do every other weekend with their father and mother. I can't do that. Because every other weekend I'll be photographing weddings. So the Sunday thing came as this is your day to spend with your children. So if you don't do that, then you're who cares if you have a successful business because you have these two girls that don't know who you are. So I, I, I gave it Sundays and then I said, you know what? Let's just take Monday, Tuesday as well. So Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are the days that I don't do anything. I have to stop. I have to prioritize those kids because they're only little for a little bit of time and I don't want to miss out on that world so here I am um the rest of the week they're with their mom so take some cool pictures now like was that a hard struggle when they were younger and like you had to you were working weddings every weekend right so yeah, you missed it was tough. a lot of stuff I, I did I mean it, this industry it, it really it really is difficult to 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 maintain a relationship in this industry I'm sure my ex-wife would attest <laughs> to that but um any marriage would test to that Any, in yeah, this industry. Yeah. That, I stopped yeah. working weddings because I missed so many things. Yeah. That's another. It's tough. So um, I, I do work a lot of Friday, Saturdays, spring, summer, and fall. Basically, that it's all, all, all Saturdays in spring, <laughs> summer, and fall. But um, the winter comes, and there, there's not much going on in New York in the winters. So we I stopped shooting December 2nd or December 4th, something like that, whatever that weekend is, the first weekend of December. And then Anthony and Chris take over from there. And I don't I don't really shoot throughout the winter unless there's something that, you know, really needs me there. Mm. So I have the entire winter to spend with my family. That's great. Yeah. What do you do in that slow season? Um I I mean, I have a passion of building houses. I don't know if anybody knows that about me, but I built <laughs> houses. <laughs> I've, uh, Ricky does other things other besides things photography. Besides photography, yeah, yeah. I, I I love to uh, work my hands and build, so I renovate houses. That's awesome, though. Yeah, that's only Monday through Friday, and that leaves. <laughs> oh, oh, is that all? Is that all? Uh, damn, that whole work life balance question yeah. just went out now. Now I know. Now I threw it all away. No, but it's Monday through Friday, nine to five. So you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, we've um, uh, Nicole's father and I have built um, four houses now. And wow. I've done, and I did two on my own. Now you flip them or you rent them? We flip them. You flip them. Yeah, yeah. Now has, has your business led you to this new adventure? Because you're well, like, I got to say now, I'm sure you flipped them. You've gotten a paycheck. You are an entrepreneur, my friend. Yeah. In my, in my definition, <laughs> I, um, you're not just a self-employed yeah, guy. Flipping a house is really, is really cool. And it's a lot of fun. And you can definitely make a make money. It is a serious gamble. Yeah. Like you're buying something that you don't know what the heck is going on in this thing and you have to gut it. And every house that we've ever done, we've gutted and renovated down to the studs. So everything's new. New electric, new plumbing, new air conditioning, new heating, new floors, new walls, everything. All 100% new. So it's a gamble. And um, fortunately, knock on wood, it's always kind of worked out for us. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a passion. I really love it. I like to build things. I like to, yeah, you know, me too. Makes make something that unique that you know, just like my photos, like the houses. If you ever see any of them, you'll you'll see like there's stuff in there that that is that's out of the ordinary, and people are like, oh my god, that's so cool. Is that you know, what, where did you get that idea to do that? And you know, I don't know. So I just want to do something different. I don't want to make a cookie cutter. <laughs> it's like I don't want cookie cutter photos. I don't want a cookie cutter house. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, man. but it it did. It, it, 
the success of the studio did give me the opportunity to do this because it gave me some you know money to 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 put in that direction. Now, were you scared to go in because you're obviously not a general contractor? Or I was. Um, I was a little afraid, but I built two houses for myself already: one in Garrison, New York, and one in Piermont, New York. Um, and that experience, a lot of things went wrong. <laughs> a lot of things went wrong. Yeah. So I said, if I can get through that for myself without, you know, a potential profit at the end, then I think I could do this for other people. Nice. Yeah. And now do you see, do you find yourself like, is there a next thing for you? Do you, are uh, you like pretty content or? I'm very content. I, lo- I love what I do. I love photographing weddings. I, you know, I don't really, I don't really love the other types of photography. I'm not into, into landscape photography. I don't, it doesn't drive me. Mm-hmm. Um, portrait photography is the same as a wedding. You know, that, that's all portraits, but I don't like shooting in a studio. I don't know if you knew that about me. But, no, but I, I hate, know that. Yeah, I hate shooting a studio. You have a studio. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a giant studio, too. It's not mine. It's just Joe Video and Rob's. <laughs> but but um, I uh, I don't like shooting in a studio. I like I like the environmental aspect yeah. of photography. Yeah. Studio lighting is, is not tricky. I studied it in school, and, and I can do it. And I like to say that I could do it fairly well, but um, it doesn't move me. Mm. So... And you said you you designed a lot of this place. Uh, that, n- not 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 the, not, not the n- actual studio we're in, but um, the offices. Yeah, nobody knew where we were. About oh, that. you know now we're in a studio. <laughs> nobody, we were in my studio. Nobody oh, we're even in knew that. Studio, yeah, I mean. we were in my studio. Um, no, you were very you know nice to come to me. I appreciate that. No, yeah, this is the, actually this is my first on lo- on location one. Oh, I hope it went well. Yeah, yeah. It was Did you pretty good. Per- press record? Oh, shit. Oh no. <laughs> um. Damn, dude, you killed like all of these questions. I'm just trying to think like, you know, ones that. Oh, we got to go back. What do we got to go back for? We got to go back to the overhead question. Oh, the overhead question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your. So my first, this is a good learning experience right now. Okay. So my second office was above the mailbox, the UPS store. Right. It was awesome. Cost me a thousand bucks. Eight hundred dollars to be exact. Um, With the utilities, a thousand bucks. The studio started getting busy. I need to bring in employees. So I brought, I made, I, I brought in employees. It was too crowded. It was weird. There would be people like doing <laughs> clerical work while I'm doing consultations. It was strange. So then I, t- I, the office next door to me opened up. They were doing some kind of newspaper that was published only in Mexico. I knew they were going to go out of business because I'm like, who is publishing a newspaper in New York that's being distributed in Mexico? Like this doesn't make any sense. Sure enough, the place when the guy went out of business like almost immediately, and the office was terrible. It was gross. So I said to my landlord, I'm like can I have that and this? He was like, oh, I was going to rent it to, and I was like, how much were you going to rent it for? And he said, uh, I think he said he was going to rent it for a thousand. I said, can I give you 1800 for both of them? And I will completely gut and renovate that office. Sweetheart of a man. Yep. Yours. Take it. So now 1800 bucks, um, into, so I gave him $200 more for that new office, still at $800 for my old office. And then here comes the ego. So I was like, oh my God, there's an office opening up across the hall. Let's make a studio. Like, let's get crazy. <laughs> $800 more. I was like, hey, uh, Mr. Gorman, remember what I did with that room? I want to do it to that room. He was like, $800 more. Go ahead. So now I'm like, I'm second floor, walk up in a pre-war building. And I'm like, you know, 
ridiculous. Like twenty six hundred dollars. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like stupid. Stupid money. So I shut that down. <laughs> I shut that studio down. I was like, "This, Mr. Gorman's not working." And he was like, "All right, all right, I'll rent it." Now, out. how did you figure out that it wasn't working? Like, we didn't like, have any bookings. Oh, it was wow. too small. It was literally like, you couldn't make this a photography studio. It was like a room. Like it just, well, it just didn't work. So goodbye. I let it go. I, I, I put. I mean, I got like maple live edge desks in there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Do the ego, bro. It's yeah. terrible. This is, you got to check that thing. So <laughs> now the biggest mistake in Ricky Rossiano history was, did you ever see my storefront? Uh, yeah, I believe I did. I got a storefront. So I, the thing was of opening up. It was an old ice cream store, candy store. It was really nasty. It needed to be completely gutted and renovated. So I said to Mr. Gorman, hey, I want to move downstairs. He's like, okay. Unfortunately, in the middle of the negotiation, he passed away. So now they brought in a business manager that, that managed the property for them or real estate management, whatever it was. And they get, we came up with a deal. I took the deal, gutted it and renovated it while still paying rent upstairs, <sighs> renovating downstairs, right? So now my dad, obviously, says to me, okay, why do you need this? And I said, I feel like we're so successful. We need like a cool space, like an awesome space. And he's like, you have an awesome space. You have a cool space. And he was like, don't build a monument to yourself. His words still resonate in my head. Don't build a monument to yourself. And I said, I'm, Dad, I'm not building a monument to myself. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, making, I'm making a smart you know, decision to make my business bigger and better. Rock, this store was epic. <laughs> I scraped the floors. I polished the concrete floors. Like unbelievable, beautiful space. Loved it. Loved going to work every day. Incredible. What a complete waste of money that was. Because nobody Complete came. waste of money. No, I have the same business I've always had. <laughs> like, so Which people, is you go to them. That's really pe- what it yeah, ends up happening. People would come in and be like, what, what is this place? And I'm like, oh, it's a wedding photography studio. And they would be like, what? Why do you need this? Why do you need this? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was a cool, you know, a cool way to like, you know, display. display. It's like a museum. Mm-hmm. Christina Drake said this, said, said to me too. I think this is a mistake. And it was right before she had left. And I was like, no, Christina, it's not. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not building a monument to myself. <laughs> She's like, I think this is a mistake. And I'm like, okay, three years later, lease is up. And I'm like, I'm going to shut that down. It's a waste of money. So, <laughs> I built myself a monument. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I built myself a goddamn monument. So, um, yeah, I learned that lesson because the overhead became unsurmountable. Like I couldn't, I, I had to shoot. If you think about how much money I was paying to have a storefront in Bronxville, yeah. I had to shoot um, fifty weddings just to pay the rent. Stupid. <sighs> How yeah. stupid is that? Well, I mean, again, you were hoping that I was thinking it was going to triple. Yeah. It did not. I have a 21-foot jib that still to this day, dude, I spent, there's like, like yeah. I had to be close to eight grand I spent on this thing. Because yep. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have so much work with it. Oh, my God. Gonna Everybody's going to need this jib. It's the yeah. biggest jib. Nope. Nope. I had never made $1 with the jib yeah. yet. Bro, I had like projectors that came out of the ceiling. I had like a literally like a club sound system in there. <laughs> So that I could like, you know what we did? We had parties. That's what we did. I had my 40th birthday party there. It was, it was so much fun (laughs) because of the space and the sound and whatever. But yeah, so don't build a monument to yourself.
No, that's that's great advice. Yeah. And and now you have a more practical space that oh you Oh my god. Now so this is five so that was five thousand dollars a month. Oh. <laughs> and this is obviously a lot less than that. We're in a warehouse in um in the kind of like off the beaten path in East Chester, Scarsdale, PO. Um and we have five thousand square feet and it doesn't even cost us my rent. Yeah. <laughs> so smarter choice this time. Way around. smarter. Thank smarter you, Rob choice. and Joe Video. Yeah. You guys uh you guys really killed it. But this had to be renovated and built and same thing. You know, we spent six months building it out, but I think we have a really interesting you And you're probably gonna be here for a while, right? This is you, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah like we have spot. the option to purchase this building. So Oh, that's really yeah, when awesome. that when that comes up, we're gonna hopefully jump on it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So for me, you know, I never really paid attention to politics, never cared about it, wasn't really into it or, at all. Politics and, uh, meaning like who's elected. Yeah, who's president. elected and okay. stuff. But when I started becoming a business, I didn't realize I had to pay double taxes. Yeah. I had to do all this stuff that well, I had no clue about. Have, like what you set up? LLC. Yeah. Like, so when I did a DBA and, yeah. and when I started an LLC and stuff, it was just, uh, you know, to pay the double tax, you pay self-employment tax, you pay like all this stuff. I had no clue about it. And then you know, finding more or less like it depending on who was running. They're like, Oh, we want to do stuff for small businesses, yeah. give you tax reliefs and all that other stuff. Uh, it is yet to like ever sway who I vote for or, or anything like I, that. Yeah. I, I don't think that it ever, I, I've never looked at that. Is that your question? Well, my question, yeah, I guess my question is like, you know, again, I'm super small, but I imagine that if I had like 60 70 employees or or something like that like that now i would start paying i started paying more attention to tax laws and right. stuff like that as i became a business i wonder like you know uh if i ever get to having 60 something employees or like now would you shift like your political beliefs for your business or uh, so growing up i grew up as a as a son of a politician my mother was the um, city council president of the city of Yonkers for 14 years, I think, before they term limited it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's the accurate, but I know she was there for a very long time. We won't hold it um, and, um, and I And I see her struggle. Politicians to me are... Um, are definitely an interesting breed of person. There's a career politician who you know, their job is to get reelected. So they're going to say whatever they can say to get reelected. And I, I don't really buy into that whole world of career politicians. I feel like that they're just, you know, yeah. running for student council president. You know, they want they want their friends to like them and vote for them. So I don't get I don't really get too worked up about politics. Um my mom was the most honest, straightforward forward, you know, person ever and didn't get very far in her career because of that right right so if you ever look back at the history of yonkers there's corrupt politicians all over it and no, never will anybody ever say vincenzo restiano was one of them and that's why she never made it anything further than where she got <laughs> as city council president so um i don't worry much about the politics at end of this business i don't think that i'm big enough to even have any influence on you know, to, who I vote for has any influence on my business. Right. You know, I just, you know, try my hardest to, to stay focused on running the business right. Obviously running the business clean and you yeah, know, following yeah. all the rules of running a business. <laughs> not, mine's a corporation, so I'm not an LLC. Um, oh, you're I'm, S -Corp? I'm, S -Corp. I'm an S corp. Yeah. 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 I, I, I prefer the S corp um, for, for, for one reason, just because I'm, I'm the main shareholder and I could, pass all of the expenses on to me 
I hope that's accurate. I don't really know. I'm not, <laughs> but I do. I, it's not an LLC where I share yeah. the um, the money with the business. It's completely separate. So at the end of the day, if the studio makes you know a couple hundred thousand dollars in profit, that all goes on to my K one, and I pay my personal taxes on that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I pay myself a salary. Yep. Yeah, you give yourself a salary, and then if there's profit, which is kind of like handcuffs sometimes, because you're like, you know what? I'm good. I want that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Until you try to get a mortgage, and now you're in trouble. Well, I already got one. (laughs) Oh, good. All right. Yeah, I already have a house. I'm good. Keep the money in the corporation. (laughs) And yeah, so like now I just I'm like whatever it gets. You know, it really handcuffs you, and you're like, okay, you know, sometimes I think I gave myself a raise once. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm not making shit. I need to. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I need to give myself myself. a little bit more money. Yeah. Yeah. I I've definitely um I've definitely given myself raises over the years, um just to make sure that you know this isn't. I look if I could get. If I can live life by people telling me I take badass wedding pictures and not and not have to you know worry about the money part of it, that would be awesome. But that's not realistic. Yeah. You have to feed people. You have to drive cars. You have to pay for houses. So, um, you know, I I definitely pay myself and I take care of myself. And and once again, he is not ten thousand dollars. And I'm guys. not ten thousand dollars. It's please not 10, God. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely something that I every wedding there's at least one person I'll come up to me and be like, oh my God, your pictures are so great. Oh, I went with so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, how'd that work out for you? And uh, they're like, oh, they were all right. They're not you. And I'm like, I know. And they're like, I just couldn't afford you. And I'm like, yeah, could have afforded me. But all right, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, whatever. Yeah. I can't shoot them all. Yeah, no. And make sure everybody reach out to Ricky before ever assuming anything. <laughs> yeah, don't just go into it saying, I can't afford $10,000, so I can't, I don't even want to call uh, yeah. this guy. Yeah. But you know what it is, dude? I, I think that you're your pictures are like, they just, they look beautiful. So people are naturally, I can't I think afford that in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> I think in this day and age, they're it's like, so Oh, crazy. I can't, I can't afford that. You no, know, that's just not, it's not, <clears throat> not true. Has uh owning a business, you know, I know you were hitting with the ego and we just went through the whole thing. With the, <laughs> I'm wondering if it did humble you at all, by the way, it's in check. So yes, <laughs> it has humbled me. That studio humbled me because, um, it, it really, a lot of people told me that you don't need this. You're a wedding photographer. You go to people. You don't, they don't come to you. You're just doing this office to impress people when they get there. Your office upstairs is impressive. So it humbled me like you have no idea. But I'd like to say that I was humbled before that. I, w- I definitely, 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 definitely thought who I was. I thought that I was untouchable and everybody wants me to take their wedding pictures because I'm the best. So dumb. <laughs> like so childish so dumb like god i i and, and trust me rocco i was hugged a lot as a child <laughs> i was hugged a lot so i don't know what the what the problem was i don't know what i was trying to prove but um i i i needed to be humbled and um and i'm glad that it that it happened and and i don't know so i lost eighty thousand dollars whatever <laughs> <laughs> listen but you know like you won't lose 160 you know that's what true. i mean like yeah, yeah you know, that's true what I, i'm learning now is it's really my goal is is the financial freedom pay off my mortgage early yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like yep. there's tricks know. to that you can download an app now oh yeah it tells you what to pay oh yeah <laughs> credit card Ends, your credit card yeah. got me through so much shit. oh nice <laughs> yeah like i had like a five something at one point and uh it like just because you're staring at it and you it know, tells you, you. Could stare yep it says Pay this right now, yeah. down to here, and this will go up, and it absolutely works. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm at like an 800 credit score. Yeah, that's and, fantastic. And killing it. You Congratulations. Know, so. <laughs> yeah. Please don't ever lose it. Uh, Rick, thanks for talking to me today, no, man. My pleasure. Dude. Do you have any closing thoughts for anybody that's going to start their own business? Or I mean, just do it. Don't go to college. It's so dumb. What a waste of money. <laughs>
<laughs> Imagine my stepfather's actually uh, the dean was the dean of students at Westchester Community College. <laughs> <laughs> goes, don't go to college. No, no, it's no. Go to college. There's a couple of things you need to go to college for. Yeah. In my opinion, I am a humble wedding photographer in Westchester County, New York. But there's a couple of things you need to go to college for. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a lawyer. You want to be, you know, an accountant. These are all things that need degrees. You want to be a wedding photographer? Jesus, don't go to college. Get no, a camera and take sick pictures. I think that it, it is important to know about business. Like if you were going to go, like obviously colleges, no college will teach okay. you to take yes. good pictures. My parents gave me a great foundation for running this business. Great. And my dad um, has a, obviously has a college degree. He went to Fordham University. He was a teacher actually. And um, quit being a teacher just like I quit being a graphic designer because it just wasn't for him. And he need, he was creative. He needed an outlet. He needed a creative outlet. Teaching, teaching is a creative outlet. But yeah. his his creative outlet was visual. He needed to to, to, to create visual things that, that pleased him and pleased his clients. So his his college education gave him the ability to run a business and and you know my mom ran a very successful business for for years in the city of Yonkers so <laughs> so I learned a lot from them I did not go to business school I did take business classes at Westchester but I don't I didn't I didn't learn any of that from them I learned that through life and, and experience and, my, and yeah and my parents that's great that's great yeah. man so so I say definitely um don't build a storefront in Bronxville <laughs> with a with a die cut Quartet steel sign, Ricky Rossiano photography on the front of it. Is that so, so, so personal? No, um, uh, but definitely if, if you have a passion and you believe that what you can do is going to, you know, is going to better your life and, your, and the people in your life, their lives, then do it. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yo, thank you for being Sweet. on here for me uh, and, and sharing your story, man. I Don't learned so much to you. add bass to my voice <laughs> <laughs> and try to get rid of that part where my voice cracks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes, you know what? It's humbling. It's oh, humbling God. that you got to just I'm 45. My voice should not be cracking. But, nah. right, <laughs> but you know what? You still photograph like a 20-year-old. That's it. You know? I climb, I'll climb that climb wall. It. He'll climb that wall. He'll climb that tree. I've seen it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's the other thing. That, that is definitely a claim to fame. People are like, are you going to climb anything? And I'm like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> like, okay, I'll climb this. Let me climb this right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, I don't, I'm pretty sure I've seen Ronnie and Chris do like a ladder for you to climb up. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> to get you to the right height. I got to get a little higher. Uh, Rick, thanks a lot. Awesome, man. And, My pleasure. Uh, it was thank awesome, you. man. Awesome. Um, thank you everybody for listening to the Get Your Own Podcast. Uh, tune in next week when we talk to another business owner who's got some experience and advice to give you. Thanks for listening to the Get Your Own Podcast. 